Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. We just pray right now for Jeremy. Use him today. We're so thankful for who you are, God, and we're thankful for Jeremy today. We just pray that, uh, Father, you would just put your words into his mouth and into our hearts. In your name, amen. Amen. Good to be with you all. Thank you so much. Um, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> I just happened to show up here. So I hope, I hope you're encouraged by today. And the whole goal today is really that you would leave here at an entirely different level of peace. And I'm going to teach you how to do practical peace. We're gonna, I'm going to teach you some things that I've been learning in my own, how to manage your emotions, how to work on really connecting with the Lord that the giver of peace, the master of peace, might be right in the center of here and right be in the center of here. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. That's our goal today. So here's what I'm going to start with. This big idea that every single one of you has a number over your head right now. Every one of you has a number over your head. And you may not know what it is, but I guarantee your spouse knows what it is <laughs> if you're married. They can see that number going down or up based on your tone or, ta- or the, the way that you woke up in the morning. And that number is affected by lots of things. It's the level of peace that you have over your head right now. Every one of your kids has it. Every one of your teammates have it at work. Everyone in the coffee shop has it. When we walk out and you see people anywhere at a restaurant, they have a number over their head. And the number's like the stock market and it goes up and down. And it is affected by all types of things. And so, again, I'm going to help you figure out what your number is today. That's going to be fun. And, but then when you, when you know the number, what I'm going to really help you with is to know what to do with it and how to actually partner with the Holy Spirit so that that number is not dictating everything. Because when that number goes really low, it's your level of peace. And when your peace goes really low, guess who you affect? Each other. You affect someone else's peace level. You know, they always say, this is kind of, a, sounds a little funny, you'll get it, and I have my kids here, so when, when, they, when I say this, it'll be funny. Um, you're, only, you're only as good as your weakest kid, <laughs> meaning weakest kid at the moment. And when, because you get that text, you know what I'm saying, your parents? You get that text or that phone call, like, oh, what's going on? So then one thing can affect another thing. Or maybe something at work with your boss, or something else with a neighbor, or something affects you, right? And that number goes down. And those things are called chaos. If you think about chaos, has there been any chaos in the world in the last two years? No? Don't? Anyone heard of COVID, right? Anyone heard of inflation, supply chain issues, Russia? Anyone heard of China and that, maybe Iran? Uh, anyone heard of anything with the word pox in it? <laughs> right? All of these dyna- all of this chaos that's in the world, political unrest, social unrest, uh, financial unrest, all of the unrest affects us. But a mature person develops inner peace when there's no outer peace. Inner peace. That's maturity. Maturity is the ability to take all of those things and learn how to be resilient with it. And some of us are growing in that and learning in that. Is that fair? So for you to start walking in and understanding what that looks like, um, ultimately, is what Jesus was talking about when he said, hey, look, peace, I leave with you. 
My peace I give you. I don't give you as the world gives because the world doesn't give peace. The world gives chaos. And Jesus basically had two things. He said, I came on offense that you might have life. And on defense, I came to work to destroy the works of the destroyer. Offense and defense. Offense, Jesus is life. Defense, he destroys chaos. He conquers chaos. So when you understand that dynamic, we have to partner with the Holy Spirit in bringing life, and we have to partner with Jesus in destroying chaos. Does that make sense? Because here's a big aha. There is no world peace until there's inner peace. If every single person had inner peace, we would have world peace. There is no world peace. There won't be it that way because Jesus basically said, do not, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. I come to give you what the world can't give you. It's a different level of peace. Now, that's global stuff. Let me bring it even more closer because some of us have been able to handle all the craziness and the media and stuff. What about, what about an emotionally insecure teammate at work? Does that affect you? or a boss who kind of yells a lot? Or what about the neighbor who's psycho, literally? <laughs> or the roommate, if you have a roommate who's just not all there? Like I can keep going, right? The uh, mother-in-law, father-in-law issue, the whatever, the spouse situation, now, it starts, now unrest starts getting closer and closer to who you are. So you might be really good at global chaos and handling it, but what about local chaos? What about the chaos that's right around us? That's what we're gonna work on. So I'm gonna work on giving you and helping you understand where there's no peace and why there's no peace. Um, part of the work that I get to do, I get to, um, so we have teams, we have about 850 um, uh, really freedom fighters around the world and they work inside companies and we, they coach people and they consult and they help liberate people. And, but I also get to serve. So I serve, uh, I serve governors and athletic directors and football coaches and different leaders in different levels. And I'm always coaching them to not be general with your whining, but be specific with your frustration. Because most of us have a general whining issue. You guys agree? You have a habit of like, ah, oh, man, it's just, why can't they, why won't they? They always, it's generally negative. Versus, no, 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 what is off and why is it off? And that's what we're gonna go after. So um, pull out your phones, do not look at text, Facebook, social media, all that stuff. Pull up your phones, get to your calculator. Unless you're a math whiz, which we've kind of forgotten the skill of arithmetic, but um, for most of us, we're gonna try it today. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to see what the number is over your head today. Now, that number is going to change tomorrow and the next day because it goes up and down based on other things. But for today, right now, let's look at the number. We have five circles. There's purpose, people, place, personal health, and provision. I'm going to go through each of them. Don't go ahead of me, okay? Just hang with me as we go through this. The first one is your purpose. Are you doing what you're called to do? Is the work you're doing, does it match who you are? And you may go, eh, 65, 70, it's okay. Or 85, yeah, pretty good. Or 90 is like, I, oh, this is perfect, 95. Or you may be a lot lower, okay? Be honest, 
Give yourself a number, one through 100. Type it on your calculator. Uh, I'm at a 92 right now, okay? I'm in, a, I'm in one of those seasons. So I'm 92 plus. Then we're going to go to the next one. The next one would be the people in your life. Think of the top 10 people that are in your, in your world. It could be on your phone as the favorites on your phone. These are the people that you deal with on a daily basis at work, at home, friends, what have you. What level would you say you're at with, with the people in your life? What level of peace are you at? Give yourself a number, hit plus. We're going to go on to the next one. You guys follow me? All right, place. Place are the spaces that you live in, the spaces that either supercharge you or don't. It's your living room, your house, your, if you have a backyard, your backyard, it's your, it's your community, neighborhood, it's the community that you live in, it's the office space if, you're, if you work not from home. So put it all together and go, how are the places in your life? Give yourself a number. Good? Then hit plus. Now let's look at personal health. Personal health, there's three levels. There's mind, body, and spirit. Most people think personal health, they think physical health. That's one part of it. Mental health, physical health, spiritual health. Combine all three of those together. What number would you give yourself right now? All right, you follow me? Last one. Now we've got provision. Provision is often misunderstood. Provision means your earnings, but it basically doesn't mean what you want. It means what you need. There was a famous poet, his name was Mick Jagger. Um, <laughs> it says, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. Needs are different than wants. Needs means I have provision for what I do. I have enough for what I do in the life that I am leading right now, okay? You may have desires for wants, but provision was give yourself a number there. Now, you tally all five of those up, it equals whatever your number is, and divide that by five. That gives you your number. That's your peace level right now. Make sense? So if you're in the 90s, raise your hand. If you're in the 80s, raise your hand. If you're in the 70s, raise your hand. 60s, raise your hand. I won't be going below that. We do have counseling in the back. There's couches. If you want, no, I'm joking. But, but it's important to know this. Which one is the lowest? Which one is the lowest? Because guess what? We have an enemy who likes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he goes after the lowest, and he makes that home base. And he basically goes, all right, good. I'm going to just destroy the people in their life, or I'm going to take their place and make it miserable, or I'm going to what have you. So now that place or that, that uh, provision or the personal health, whatever it is, the lowest, that's the level that we're going to give to the Lord. And we're going to go, okay, come bring peace. Come bring life. Come establish your presence in the middle of that. That makes sense? All right, so that's your peace number. That's how you get it. So here's what I'm ultimately trying to do around the world. I'm trying to get people to do this. The Peace Index helps you manage your emotions so that others don't have to manage your emotions. Amen. Right? Think about that. <laughs> what if, what if we, as followers of Jesus, could manage our emotions so that others don't have to do it for us? That would be amazing. That means that we're learning to grow. See, I believe in Jesus, everywhere he went, he healed, he cast out, he raised up everywhere. 
He would heal emotions, I believe. He would heal the sick. He would cast things out. He would take things out of people. That's what I spend the majority of my time doing, and I train people, how to use business as a platform for healing, casting out, and raising up. How do you actually get people to lead themselves or to raise themselves or to actually take issues and get whole and get healed? Ultimately, to bring peace in the midst of chaos. There will always be chaos. Always. There will always be it. But yet, wouldn't it be great? I mean, like, think about this for a minute. When the disciples, when they were with Jesus, there was still chaos going on, right? And Jesus says, oh, guys, it's going to be, it's going to be great. When I leave, it's going to be great because when I leave, I'm going to come inside you. And when I come inside you, there's going to be peace. And everywhere you go, there's going to be peace. So now fast forward into Acts. Look at the disciples in Acts versus who they were in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Did you see the level of peace they had? They're in prisons singing. What? They're dealing with demons is like, oh, come on, seriously, move out of the way. Do you understand the power that is in us because it's Jesus in us and he is full of power and he's full of peace. And power and peace go together. That is the level and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. To allow the peace of God, I think sometimes peace is too fuzzy. I think peace is like this kind of like, yeah, world peace, flower children, peace. No, peace is power. And when Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, when he comes on us, he transcends, he guards our hearts. He guards our minds so that we begin to walk in resolute power everywhere we walk, everywhere we are. We take steps, power, peace, power, peace. We walk in power and authority. But it all starts with us taking those little nagging gnats that drive us crazy and giving them to the Lord, helping us with all of these little emotions and such. And I'm going to give you really, really practical ways that I do it, that I try to manage my peace so that my number is not affecting other people's number. Because a lot of people's lack of peace can affect our level of peace. So if we can allow other people's lack of peace to not affect it, then we walk in that power everywhere we go. Is this connecting? Does this make sense? Because I'm only asking because I'm playing with this for myself. Everything that I create, all the tools, I'm trying to figure out and solve for myself. And then I create them in such a way that then goes, all right, now here's something you can do with, with it. So I'm going to show you what I've just realized, and I've just had an epiphany lately. Um, see this little shelf there? The little, we're going to act like that's under the clouds. And the first thing that you do is you manage, learn how to manage peace. Now, managing peace is a partnership with the Holy Spirit, okay? But it's below the clouds. And when I mean below the clouds, I mean, like, have you ever flown in an airplane and it's rainy down here? And then you get through the clouds and up here you're like, oh, it's sunny. Huh, didn't think about it, that it's sunny every day above the clouds. Does that make sense? You're like, yeah, it's sunny up here. 
But then you go down below the clouds and it's real rocky and turbulent and you're trying to land a plane and you're coming through that little shelf of storms or rain or what have you. And down here it's chaos. So we have to manage peace under the clouds every single day. Make sense? So then we go, but then we have to master peace above the clouds. So it's managing and mastering both and. And the, the more we can manage the peace here, the more we begin to master the peace here. But you do it through the master of peace. You do it through Jesus, the Prince of Peace. He is the one who brings. And so he's training us. He's discipling us to walk in confidence so we don't get swayed by chaos. We don't get pulled and pushed down by the nuisance of a neighbor. We get to actually walk in peace amidst storms. We become resolute and resolved people so that our emotions aren't constantly affecting our brother or sister because we can't manage our own emotions below the clouds. So learning to live below the clouds, learning to live above the clouds is really the goal. So I'm going to show you your peace plan, okay? Your peace plan. I'm going to give you a peace plan that you can do something with. I'm going to use scripture. I'm going to practically show you what to do every single day to start building peace in you, to start building resolve in you. And the very first thing, it comes from Psalms 37, 3 through 6. I love this verse. I love this context. Number one, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. That's your peace plan. When you wake up in the morning, I trust you. Trust in the Lord and do good. Number two, delight yourself in the Lord. Trust, delight. Okay, I can do that. I trust you today for everything. I trust you for my provision. I trust you with my relationships. I trust you with my purpose, my job. I trust you today. Got it. Now I delight in you. If I were to ask how many in here, what's your delight level? Are you small, medium, large? Some of you are under these clouds, and the clouds are just beating you constantly and constantly but your delight level is small. If your delight level is large, you can be in the middle of the storms and you're like, let's go, bring it. Come on, bring it. Yep, come on, bring it, right? Because your trust and your delight is so hard, you're not even seeing the storms. You're just walking through them. And you're moving with power and victory already because you understand that God is inhabiting you. It's not a visitation culture anymore that we live in. We don't live in the old covenant where God would come and then leave and come and then leave. No, he's in us, just like those disciples who can sing in prison. We can sing. We can actually, when we see evil, we can actually be resolute in it. That is trusting. That is delighting. And the last one is committing your ways. So trust in the Lord. Delight in him. Commit your ways to him. I'm an entrepreneur. I have... Um, I build a lot of companies. I create a lot of things. Entrepreneurs sometimes can take on, uh, like, yeah, it's pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. I did it my way. All those things. So to yield ourselves to learn how to trust and delight and commit is really, really hard. Now, do the same inside work when you're working with a bad boss or you have a, you have a tough situation. It's hard to trust. It's hard to delight. It's hard to commit. But it is... With, with it comes a lot of fruit. 
if you trust in the Lord and do good, he will, you will dwell in the land and he will give you security. He'll give you safe pasture, it says. You'll dwell in the land in safe pasture. You'll live securely. Number two, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart because your desires and his desires will match. Because you're delighting yourself in him, he's gonna reveal, so everything, it's not like, I'm delighting myself in you, I want the Lamborghini. You know, you're not like, (laughs) that's not it. This isn't prosperity gospel. This is not that. This is actually, I want to connect my heartbeat with your heartbeat because you're in me and you're connected. Therefore, when I'm delighting myself in him, then the desires of my heart, they're the same. They're the one and the same. And you walk in freedom. You're not conflicted with this dualistic under the clouds, above the clouds life. No, no, no. We're living under the clouds with the Holy Spirit in us and walking in us just like the disciples. Just like Acts. The last one then is he will make your righteousness shine. Commit your ways to him. He'll vindicate you like the noonday sun. He will cause you to shine because it's Jesus in us. I had an old, um, he was a very, very old mentor of mine. He lived in D.C., a very influential person. And he, uh, he would say, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, do, uh, do fountains move? I'm like, no, fountains don't, don't move, Doug. He goes, what, what do fountains do? I'm like, well, they, they fountain. They uh, spring. Water comes out of them. Well, what do people do? Well, people come to the fountain because they want the water and they want to be refreshed. Be a fountain. That was his message. Be a fountain. Meaning, I'm trusting in God. I'm delighting in him. Guess what happens? People will come to you. You don't have to chase things. You don't have to push for things. You don't have to try to make yourself unbelievable. So let me show you how you're going to screw up peace. (laughs) If you want to mess up peace, here's what you do. You trust in yourself to find security. You fulfill your own desires with your bucket lists. And you make yourself shine by trying to be some influencer in social media. All of that's the fastest way to destroy peace in you. Because it will never meet the expectations that you want for yourself. And it also happens to be um, the devil's game plan. He screwed up his own peace. He was actually in heaven worshiping the Lord and had every, had the, every opportunity. He was you know, bejeweled, bedazzled, whatever you want to call him. He had all the jewels on him. And he was literally like worshiping. And all of a sudden, he started to accept praise. And he tried to find his own security. And he tried to fulfill his own desires. And he tried to make himself shine. And guess what happened to his peace level? Do you think the enemy is full of peace right now? I think he's the most insecure creature in the world. Think about it. I think he knows what's going to happen. He may not believe it, but he's read it. He knows that Michael's going to be coming after him to lock him up and then even more judgment, right? So you think about an insecure person creates chaos. Satan is the most insecure person in the world and creates the most chaos in the world because when he's insecure, he's trying to spread insecurity. Insecure people spread insecurity. 
Insecure people spread chaos. But we are secure and we're confident and we're humble sons of the most high God. We're daughters of the most high God. We are people of the king. Therefore, we walk in peace because we trust in the Lord. We delight in him. We commit our ways to him. We'll live securely. He'll give us the desires of our heart. He'll make our righteousness shine. This is your peace plan. Every single morning, trust, delight, commit. I trust you. I delight in you. I commit my ways to you. It's a way of life. And it's a peaceful way of life. Because we're fountains. And guess what happens? We're pure fountains. People start coming to you because they want the same peace that they're seeing. They want what you have. If people aren't coming to you right now, your fountain might be a little dirty. I'm like, don't drink that water. Seriously, I don't even want... So they're not coming to you because you've not allowed Jesus to come into every single circle and go, can you give me your purpose? My purpose and your purpose are going to be the same. Stop striving, son. Stop striving, daughter. Trust me. Trust me with the people in your life. I'll help you. And with your place, you don't have because you don't ask. I'm not saying uh, I need a a 10-bedroom, you know, mansion. No, no, no. Lord, help me with my place right now. Okay, and some of the things are simple. Okay, I'm going to give you a very practical way of helping your place. Okay? String lights. (laughs) I mean, seriously. uh, DIY. You can create peace. There's creative peace ways that you can actually do, make your home feel better and feel like more at peace, okay? And then there's bigger things like, Lord, the place is not right. Help me either find a new roommate, find a new location, help me in some big way, okay? But that's the, the reality of delighting and committing our ways leads to this. So this is how I have been trying to live my life. This is what I've been trying to do to work on my own emotions. I've been trying to manage my emotions every day so that my wife doesn't have to manage my emotions every day and, or my kids, and so I can walk more securely. So I'm going to show you a little bit deeper level of what I do, and if this, in this book, this is uh, chapter eight in this book, it's my favorite chapter, but it's, I'm going to show you what I do to manage my emotions that I think could be so blasted practical that I want you to at least attempt to try some of it. You don't have to do all of it, but at least try some of it. It's basically called keeping the peace. I'm going to show you how I keep the peace every single day. And I've learned this. This is something I've learned, so I'm just packaging what I've been learning about myself, and I'm I'm going to give it to you. Um, The first thing I do in the morning is... um, Early in the morning or before I go to work, before I start my work, I do a call-up session. Now, a lot of you will go, yeah, I do, you know, devotions. Well, devotions are in this, but it's longer than just a devotional moment. I wake myself up. Most of the time, I do all of this. Some days, I don't. You know, I'm traveling or so, but the majority of the week, I do it. I literally go in when I wake up, and I kind of look in the mirror. I'm like, hey, dude, where are you? Okay, there you are. I, like, wake myself up. And then I will either, um, I'm trying to do, some days it's more consistent than others, but doing a workout or I went on a walk the other day. I'm just trying to get myself, I'll do push-ups, something, 
But I start this process of a call-up session, and I call myself up and into my identity as a son of the Most High God. And I do it every single day, and it kind of goes like this. Um, Lord, morning. I am so sleepy. Wake me up. Okay, here I am. Okay. Uh, Lord, um, thank you. I am, thank you. And I, I kind of meander. Then Jeremy, you know who you, I tell, talk to myself. And sometimes I even pray for myself. I'll say, God, would you wake this guy up? Would you actually connect his spirit to your spirit? And then I start saying things like, Jeremy, you're a, you're a liberator. You're a freedom fighter. Oh, you're a son of the most high. God, come on. Wait. You, and I call myself up into the authority that I have in Jesus. And I wake myself up into who I am. So when people will say to me, well, what, do you, what is it about you? What do you do? I'm like, I remind myself who I am. Because sometimes I forget. And then under the clouds, I forget who I am. So, no, no, I am a freedom fighter. And then I start telling God who he is. Oh, you are this to me, Father. Jesus, thank you for blah, blah. And I'll go through and share all of the things that I feel that day. Then I'll read and do my devotions, and I'll tie it in. Then I, you know, I'll, I'll listen to some music, and I'll praise and worship, or whatever that looks like for you. But what you're doing is you're calling yourself up into the, the position of power and the position of peace that you have. So when that happens after that, then what I do is I'll go take a shower. I don't, that's an important part. Please make sure that you, no, I'm joking. Uh, hygiene is good. Um, but during a shower time, when I turn the shower on, I start doing a prayer from Matthew 10. I start looking for people of peace. I start praying for people of peace. God, bring me today the people that you want me to serve. Keep me away from those you don't. Bring me the people, I can't wait. And then I start thinking about my meetings that day and I pray over them and um, help me with so-and-so and help me with this. And I start getting my mind aligned for them. And then I ask the Holy Spirit, what do you have for them? What do you want? Is there anything specific you want when I meet with David or, or Mary or whomever I'm meeting with? Is there anything you have for them? Make me ready. So I'm presenting and I'm preparing to be activated my identity and my superpowers, I'm stepping into my activation for that day. So when that happens, it's crazy. Um, here's the psychology behind it. One, you've prepared your mind to think about it. you prepared your mind to see it. So when they come to you, you're not surprised. So uh, it, it'll be the craziest things. I'll get an email um, two nights ago. Um, I got an email from a significant leader um, and a relationship with, a, I mean, a friendship through another friend. And uh, he's with one of the largest companies in the world. And goes, I've heard of you guys. Um, it's time. We need you. Can you come? That was it. I'm like, okay, sure. But it was, that was out of the blue. Like, God, bring me those people you want us to serve. So we've connected a little bit. And then he told me a story about how much of peace. And he wants to be a freedom fighter inside his company. And he wants to liberate. And so now I'm starting to get to know this person. But that's a person of peace. But it doesn't have to be always tied to business. It could be literally someone walking across the street. So you're looking for people at peace at all times. So you've called yourself up. You look for people at peace. Then you go about your day. Uh, this is not for me. This is, um, I stole this from the Jesuits. I like to say that. Uh, the Jesuits, Loyola, created this thing called the Examine. It's awesome. It's a prayer. It's a system for spiritual exercises. 
I use it, I modified it a bit for me to make it fit my world a little bit, but on the way home um, at 5.30, my watch goes off and it just says, examine. I'm like, okay, good. So if I'm on an airplane, if I'm driving home, wherever I am, I do three things every day at 5.30. This has been amazing to manage my own emotions. Number one, I tell God what I'm thankful for for the day. I look back on the day and what, what was I really grateful for? Like, thank you for that. That was totally you. That wasn't me. Thank you for bringing that. And thank you for this, Mary with, you know, this meeting with Tom. And I'll then text Tom, hey, Tom, that was awesome. Thanks for that. Or whatever the situation is. I'll think of two or three things. That takes me two to four minutes to do. I don't write it down. Some of you are journalers. I'm, I do contemplation and action. So as I'm driving or if I'm flying, I do it on a daily basis. So then the next thing I do is I go through and look at my, um, I go, search me, O God, know my heart, try me, know my anxious thought, the prayer of David. See if there's any hurtful weight in me. Where was I off today? But I do it out of liberation, not domination. Jesus is a freedom fighter. He's peace. He is support. He's challenge. He's the lamb and lion. He's a liberator. I'm not in shame. I'm not in guilt. I, I've been crucified. It's no longer I live. It's Christ who lives in me. So I then go, where was the man in off today? And so far as it depends on me, help me be at peace with all men. So then I go, oh, there was something. Why was, and I kind of play detective on myself. Why was I looking, why was I mad at so-and-so today? It, was it them or was it me? It was me. It's me 80% of the time. And then I go, um, well, yeah, I was wanting honor. Huh. Why was I wanting honor? Okay, I'm a founder or who cares? Why did I, ah, uh, insecurity. Why am I getting, Holy Spirit, can I actually give that to you? And can I go, I trust you for that honor? That I'm, you can make me shine, but I'm, if I try to make myself shine here with that employee, then I'm going to actually undermine myself. I'm going to lose influence. So, therefore, I trust you. Would you come in? See what I'm saying? I take that one thing captive and I deal with it. So that happens like every day there'll be at least one thing. Because, and so what I'm doing is I'm working out. I'm working out my negative emotions. I'm working out my negative tendencies. But those tendencies are always going to be in me and that's okay. But the patterns and the actions can change. And so I've learned how to take those things captive. And so don't be conformed to the patterns of the world. Don't be conformed to the patterns of insecurity. Don't be conformed to the patterns of seeking honor. All of those issues now get taken captive every day. And then the last thing I do at 5.30 is I look at my uh, schedule for tomorrow. And I pray over that. Before the people of peace shower prayer, I pray over it the night before. God, one, I go, am I ready for it? Is there anything I need to prepare for, for tomorrow? So that's smart, because I'm getting ready for tomorrow. But I'm also praying over to my tomorrow. So here's the beauty of this. My evenings have been full of peace. Because I'm dealing with things. How many of you have allowed the enemy comes in and stirs things up for like three days, five days, 10 days, 14 days, and they call it the straw that broke the camel's back. All of a sudden, there's someone says something and you blow up on that person and it had nothing to do with that person. Yeah. 
It was all pent up frustration, that, that lack of peace that had been happening for two weeks. So I've just learned how to do it every day. So guess what? I don't have those blow up sessions much anymore. I don't have those anger parties in my head that I used to have. I don't have the tirades. So there's deeper levels of peace. So my evenings are better, which means I'm bringing more peace home to my wife. I'm bringing peace home to other people because the peace levels are staying higher because I'm managing the peace with the Holy Spirit. So then the last thing I do, I figure this one out. Every once in a while, one thing will slip through all of that and it'll make it through. So I've figured out um, when I go to bed, and I don't do this every night, probably 50% of my weeks, I then ask the Holy Spirit, and it's kind of a funny idea. It's like, think about a car going into the garage, into being worked on. Hey, I'm going to be sleeping for seven, eight hours. Holy Spirit, while I'm sleeping, tinker on me, work on me. I'm going to sleep. So is there anything that you want in my subconscious, anything that you want to work on while I'm asleep? Maximize me. That's the idea. So then I put a theme over me to remember when I wake up. And this is the rest in peace sleep. Like, so um, here's a theme I've done a lot lately. Jeremy, expect joy in the morning. Expect joy in the morning. Expect joy in the morning. I tell myself as I go to sleep. So then in the morning, you'd be surprised how hard it is to remember your theme. <laughs> and I'm like, what was the theme? Oh my gosh, I just, and oh yeah, that's it, expect joy. So what I did is I planted a seed for peace in the morning. So when I wake up in the morning, I go, expect joy in the morning, call up session, here we go. And it kind of starts my day off. Is this resonating? Is this like practical enough? to go, guys, we have to manage our peace. We have to get to the point where we can let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, rule in our minds, since as members of body, one body we're called to peace. I'm creating like a, an opportunity in me, Holy Spirit, rule in me with your peace at every level, every small thing under the clouds, so that I can begin living above the clouds while I'm under the clouds. So imagine you walking every day and the clouds are here and you're walking in sunlight even though you're walking in all the storms below. That's what sons and daughters do. That's why we can sing in prisons. That's why we can, we can deal with craziness of demonic or issues or unrest. Instead of getting swallowed up underneath with all of the political unrest, all the social unrest, guys, we're living way above it. Amen. We're living up here with the Holy Spirit to go, where are you wanting to have freedom today? And I'm walking then in power and peace just as I am with you all. And if all of us start walking in power and peace, then it becomes unbelievable. So I'm going to invite the, the band up here, or the, the, the worship um, what do you call them? Worship leaders, thank you. Uh, they come up. I'm not, I'm not used to this every day. I speak inside boardrooms, so I, and I don't get to share all of this, and so it's really fun to be with you. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, put up a scripture over you, and we're going to have this little time where I'm going to actually ask you to almost like, let's breathe, let's rest, 
And I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to find where and why unrest is, lack of peace is. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to start ministering to you. And so um, we're going to read this scripture, and we're going to just kind of get into this um, place of peace. Does that sound good? So um, with that, um, this scripture has been very, very impactful for me. And I think many of you have probably heard it. So um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to almost to, to close your eyes for a minute. And the Father of Peace, the Prince of Peace, the Holy Spirit, come right now into each of us. You are in us, so but call our spirits up to you. Call our spirits up. <sighs> Breathe peace into us. And as you're, as you're praying this or hearing this, just breathe deep prayer, just deep breaths. Just allow the Father to fill you full. So Prince of Peace, would you bring your deep levels of peace, Jesus, onto us right now? Would you just overwhelm us with your hope? Would you overwhelm us with your peace and your joy? Would you show us what it looks like with sunlight above the clouds, what it looks like just to be at such a level of peace that we can just, we can rest, we can smile, we can walk in freedom because we know that you're taking care of everything below the clouds. So I ask, Lord, right now that with our purpose, if purpose was our lowest of any here, that you begin to show us what your purpose was for us, your identity, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Begin to show us how we were made and designed. Begin to show us, Lord, show these amazing sons and daughters what you designed them to do, who you designed them to be. And I pray for security. I pray for peace. I pray for of those things. And for many of you, that might be a prayer that you continue to pray. You might need to get some, a partner or someone that you can process with, but you're processing out your insecurity and you're starting to allow in the security of Jesus with your purpose, with the work that you do. Bring fulfillment there, Lord. And I pray, Father, for the people in our life that you would begin to um, give us wisdom and knowledge of where to put boundaries for those that may not be stable. For those who are not people of peace, help us to learn how to shake the dust off, but also prepare us to fill them full of your peace, Lord. Give us extra abundant peace so we can give it to others. I pray for the fountain that that all of us begin to have living water flowing out of us. It's such an amazing way that it would just spill over on everyone that we're around. I pray for peace. I pray for power there. For place, God, if there's any specific area you want to change, anything that you want, even, even with the rooms, Lord, if you say, I want, to, I want you to dedicate a room to you or a house to you, I pray for peace over the front doors of everyone here. So when people walk in, that your Holy Spirit, you would just jump all over people and they'd walk in the doors of these homes. There'd be peace in our homes. And that peace would be just so rich and so good. Lord, I pray for personal health, for healing. If there's any specific healing, 
Lord, I pray for that um, arthritis. I pray over that. I pray for, um, I pray for any bitterness that might be coming from people that you would start to heal by removing bitterness that might affect other parts of our body. I pray for healing in uh, just any ailment or any frustration, Lord, I just come. And I pray for mental health and I pray for spiritual growth. I ask that over this, uh, this congregation in your name. And Lord, I pray for, um, I pray for provision. Um, you know what we need, you know how much we need. Strip away anything that is not of you, that we're just, we're just wasting resources and money. I pray, Father, for provision, for like truly providing. And it's not just money, but it's the provision of food and shelter. And Lord, all of those things I ask in Jesus' name. And I ask that you would train this group of people to trust you more. So if that's you and you feel like you need to elevate your level of trust, just tell him that. Say, I need to elevate my trust, God. Trust you more. Father, for those who have small delight, can you move those to medium delight and then ultimately to large delight that we might delight in you so much that the cares of the world and the delight and riches, the desire for other things wouldn't choke out fruitfulness in us, that we would be fruitful people full of trusting and delighting. And then, Lord, we commit our ways to you. We commit our mornings to you. We call ourselves up to you, Lord. We ask your people of peace. We ask that you would help us be a fountain. We pray, Lord, if there's anything in us that you would just in your amazing, unbelievable, patient way that you would deal with all of the pettiness and all of the, the things that we do, Lord, the sin habit that we might have. And we pray, Father, that you would just help us to walk in peace and rest in peace. And so I pray, Lord, this prayer now, God, may the God of hope, this is for everyone here, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it. That's what we're here to be. We're here to be peacemakers. We're here to walk in peace, to give peace. And we can't give what we don't possess. So that means we have to get full of joy and peace that it might overflow. And in the same way that, that Lord, as it would overflow from the Holy Spirit, would that same overflow happen as fountains to, over, to other people? And we ask that in your name. Amen. And, and as you think about this, um, you think about this verse, uh, one, I would encourage you to memorize this verse, to know this verse deeply. Romans 15, 13. It's such a powerful verse, but it, it just is something that will, there's power there as peacemakers for you. And then one thing I'm going to leave, it's just kind of a, a last thought I'm going to leave for you. And it's something that, um, it's a verse from Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So I had recently 
I had a, a good friend of mine. Her name is Rona. She, um, she sent me a prophetic um, word and just enc- encouragement. And she saw a, a vision. She, she literally woke up and had dreamt this and wrote it out and sent it to me. And she saw a vision of uh, me. Um, this isn't about me. This is about us. I'll tell you in a minute. But about me standing in the ocean and waves of chaos were coming this way. And I was standing firm because I had iron legs. And then she saw, one by one, people linking arms, and they all had iron legs. And all of the chaos and all of the storms that were underneath, we were immovable. And we started walking towards the chaos. So it just made me think, this verse sometimes is too frilly for me. Again, blessed are the peacemakers. Like, peace is just kind of ethereal. No, peace is power. We walk with iron legs towards storms because the storms can't rob the peace. That is who we are. Blessed are the peacemakers because peacemakers make peace. They manage the peace. They begin to master the peace by the power of the Holy Spirit because they are the children of God. Children of God have iron legs. That's my encouragement for you today. Hope, I hope you walk out with joy and peace as you believe. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.